Welcome to the Faith Mama Mondays podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. And we're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up. A lot. But we have been called to a mighty work. Motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mama Mondays is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to Faith Mama Mondays. Hey, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of Faith Mama Mondays podcast. We are so excited you are here. And if you love this podcast, make sure that you click follow to follow us on SoundCloud or iTunes and sign up for the Faith Mama mailing list for updates, resources, and more goodies. You can click the link in the description box below to sign up. Today we will be digging into the topic of love. But before we do that, it's time for the Mom Life Roll Call. Janice, can you tell us a little bit more about the Mom Life Roll Call? Oh, yeah, the Mom Life Roll Call, that's the point where we get to really have some fun for a little while as moms and kind of share our 60-second moments of fame that we've had with our little people. So this is a time in which you can talk about something that's made you laugh as a mom, something that may have made you cry, or maybe something just that made you wonder, like, what in the world is happening in my life right now. But the one thing you can be sure of is this. We promise you that you're not alone and that we are here walking this mom life journey with you. So with that being said, let's get started. Let me ask this before we kind of dig in and share ours. Do we have anything from any listeners, guys? Have you guys seen anything pop up? Any stories? Yes, we've had a couple of listeners share a very similar story, so I'm going to kind of clump it all together. A lot of listeners are sharing stories about Vaseline. Their children slathering <laughs> themselves with Vaseline from the head to the toe. Now, I know this story personally because I've had the same experience. What is it with toddlers and Vaseline? They love this stuff. So, so many moms have really been sending me uh, messages about their Vaseline stories, and I'm going to ask them to share pictures so that we can just, like, start a whole picture uh, collage on our Facebook page of all the Vaseline escapades of our children. So, yeah, Vaseline. Hilarious. I need to make sure I don't buy any Vaseline. I'm scared. Like, these stories scare me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, like, all in their hair, on their eyelashes, and their eyebrows. And I imagine Vaseline is, like, one of those things that's, like, really hard to get out. Like, Brooklyn has a thing for lotion. She will, like, slather it and eat it. And But lotion's pretty, like, I can just wipe it off with a baby wipe. But Vaseline, you you got to put some elbow grease, pun intended, oh, yeah. to, like, get Vaseline out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> elbow grease dish liquid in 48, 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Not dish liquid. <laughs> <laughs> We went from poop to Vaseline. Right. We're, we're progressing. <laughs> right, right. We're progressing. You guys have to check some earlier episodes out and listen to some of the poop stories because, boy, 
So I'll give one. I'll give one. And it's not like a one of my more like funny moments. It's just one of those like mom moments, one of those ones that make you unsure. You know, like I don't know about you guys, and it's, this is probably making it seem like I'm an irresponsible mom, but I promise you I'm not. Sometimes I doze off because I'm tired. I know London's safe. You know, I've secured her <laughs> in a very toddler safe spot. But sometimes I just need to close my eyes. And even though those moments aren't long, I have actually been grateful for three straight minutes of sleep sometimes, y'all. I mean, just if three, it feels three minutes feels like a lifetime. And then the next thing I know, she's like right in my face, eyeball and nose to nose, <laughs> saying, Mommy, are you up? Wake up, Mommy. Yes, I'm up now. Yes, I am, but I thank you for that three solid minutes in which nothing was broken, nothing was torn down, I heard no sirens. I had three minutes that felt like a lifetime. It's amazing as a mom, the little things that you enjoy. Three minutes of sleep. Well, I have to stand in mom solidarity with you, Janice, and share my mom-like moment, which is the same. (laughs) (laughs) So my kids have bunk beds, right? And so I've been exhausted lately because, you know, my nine-month-old decides that he doesn't want to sleep through the night. But that's a whole other mom-like story. Um, so I was like, okay, the, the baby sleep, I'm just going to take a nap. I'm just going to put the gate up at their door, crawl under one of their bunks, and let them play in the room while I say, just don't, just don't talk to mommy. And um, we have a roommate that lives with us, and they're like, yelling my name. I didn't know because I was passed out sleep while my kids are, like, playing. He was, he, um, he was like, Dominique, Dominique, Dominique. And he said he poked his head in and looked, and I was, like, knocked out, drool, everything on the bottom <laughs> bunk of my son's bed while they're, like, playing and slamming their toys. And they, um, our roommates live in the basement, so all they hear is boom, 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 because my kids are slamming their toys. And he's like, what's going on? And I'm knocked out sleep, like passed out, like done. Yeah, mom life for real. <laughs> I love it. Definitely mom life. <laughs> Hilarious. So I am super excited for this topic. Um, I feel like the timing is, is all God, absolutely. The timing is all God. So um, tonight we're going to jump into the topic of love. And this topic is definitely one that I think you see all throughout the Bible. Love is used over and over and over and over again. And, you know, there are so many definitions of love. But what I kind of I kind of want to start off by asking the question to you ladies, and that would be what have been your the points of reference for love in your life? That's a really great question. I think when I was younger, I thought that love was like this feeling you get when you care about somebody or something like that. But I remember at some point in my life, I don't remember exactly when, um, when somebody was referencing 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 4 through 8, and that's basically that love is love is patient, love is kind, it doesn't envy, and it continues and goes on and on and on. And I began to realize that love was a choice that you make each and every day. And when I got married to my husband, after people talk about this honeymoon phase, we didn't actually have a honeymoon phase. I don't really know what that is. I mean, we were like arguing and bickering for like two years. And then in the third year, I don't know, I just... The Holy Spirit was just talking to me in my prayer time. I was like, you're going to have to make a choice to love him. 
um, even when you don't want to, because love isn't about what you want. It's about a conscious decision that you make. And so that really transformed what my thought process was in love. It was like from second year of my marriage. So, yeah. That's good. You know what's funny? I'm going to say this. It's interesting that you say that because I believe marriage makes you think about love differently. Because I very similar story, Dominique, when I was younger, love to me was like the security of, you know, you know, being around my family, my parents, knowing, you know, it was a feel good. I feel good. You know, I feel good when someone does something for me, and that means they love me. And I feel good when I do something for someone else, and that means I love them. You know, I thought it was all about doing something mm-hmm. until um, – Honestly, literally, until so same thing, God had me go to the Bible to understand what love was because he was like, you're not, you know, you don't have the right definition of love because you're thinking if I do something nice for someone, they should just do it back. And if they don't do it back, they don't love me. And that does, that's not what it means, you know, or vice versa. And so you're not loving someone because you do nice things for them because maybe you're not even supposed to do those things. So I didn't realize that. And so same thing, read the word. And understood, and I believe it's interesting because, like, you know, something like with motherhood, like you kind of have this feeling or this something rises up in you for your children that is, like, innately there that you don't sometimes know is there. But I feel like when it's dealing with marriage or, you know, other relationships that aren't those, like, kind of the parent, parental, mother-child relationships, you have to learn to um, love. You have to know the definition of being, you know, patient and kind and you know you're not keeping a record of wrong like I didn't know love included all that stuff so that's that's really good and just like the both of you I think my points of reference very early in my life were the feel-good part of love like like you guys have already so beautifully articulated that you know when someone does something nice to me and that makes me feel good inside like yes that is what love is as I started to grow in my walk and as I started to really understand relationships on a whole deeper level, I, I too had to get uh, corrected many, 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 many times by the Holy Spirit to, to, to point me back to the direction of what love truly is. And so this week, God's really been stretching me still continuously on, on how we define love. And I want to us to go over to First uh, John chapter 4, and I'm going to read... 7 through 19, but because it's a lot and this is a 30-minute podcast, I don't want to read too much. But First John chapter 4, verses 7 through 19 is the focus scripture for tonight's podcast. But I'm going to read a little bit, and I'm, kinda, I'm going to kind of pull parts out of it, and then we'll jump into the discussion. I am reading from the NIV version. So here we go. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed us his love among us. He sent one, his one and only son into the world that we may have life through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an anointing sacrifice for our sins. I'm going to skip down to verse 19, because this is what I I kind of want us to hone in on, is that we love because he first loved us. So I I know I kind of skipped around in these verses a little bit, but what I I want to narrow in on, and, and I would love your ladies' thoughts on 
what the Bible says. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And I feel like that's something that we hear all the time, um, almost kind of in a cliche way, like God is love, God is love. But what does that, what does that scripture speak to, to your hearts and to your spirits? What does that really, what does that mean to you guys? So I think that the biggest thing that it makes me think of is the choice that God made and the choice that he continues to make and how it's not contingent upon us. Mm-hmm. Like his choice wasn't because we loved him so much. His choice wasn't because we were so good to him, therefore he's going to be good back to us. His choice was completely void of us. He made that choice to love us despite of despite anything we could do. And that really teaches me what love should look like. And that shows me some of the ways sometimes that I've fallen short when it comes to love, even loving myself, that I'm constantly looking for a reason to love. And God didn't do that. He wasn't looking for us to give him a reason. He made up his mind that he was going to love us, and he did. And the same thing he's asking us to do, like, if we're going to make up in our mind to love him, you know, instead of looking at our circumstances and when we think God didn't do what we want him to do, you know, now we're not spending time with him or whatever. God's like, just make a choice and stand by your choice. The same thing with yourself. Like, instead of looking at how, oh, I didn't dot this I and cross this T and ah, uh, and being so hard on ourselves. It's like, it's like these, this scripture is reminding me, God says, just make a choice to love yourself. Just make a choice to love yourself despite all of the shortcomings, because they're going to happen, and all of the things that you feel like you, quote-unquote, failed at, because that's going to happen too. But make a choice to love yourself, to be patient with yourself, to be kind with yourself, to make a choice to love those that God has placed in your life. Um, and God is just like, he's like right here, he's laying out an example for himself. He's like, hey, I'm giving you guys an example. This is how you guys should love, completely void of what the other person does to deserve it. That's so good. That's really, really good. And what that reminds me of, is, I mean, it's exactly what you said, is like when you're in a loving relationship, uh, in a godly loving relationship, it's not earned. You you just love because that's the choice that you've made. And nothing, there's nothing that anyone can do. There's nothing that you can do, you know, to get all these gold stars and these, these merits to say, okay, do you love me now? I did this. Do you love me now? I did this. Do you love me now? I did this. Um, no, that's not that's not the type of loving relationship that God wants us to be, that God has intended for us to be in with him. Like, I get really overwhelmed um, by this scripture when it talks about, um, where it talks about how God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Like, and I think about my kids, and I think about, could I really give up one of my kids to save all of mankind because I love mankind so much. It's like that's a that's really heavy for me when I think about um, that that verse in the scripture. Um, so yeah, I, I love what you said. Is that love? God is showing us here that love is a choice that we we make conscious. Right, and it's so amazing because I feel like every topic we talked about is always a choice. Like love is a choice too, you know. And it's awesome because that means that we have the ability to do it even when it feels like it's maybe sometimes not the easiest thing to do. Like you were just saying, Ryan, like you choose because you know that overall the bigger picture, you know, it's about the ultimate win and it it actually does include love even though he did it. So it's really interesting. Like you said, I've always got caught up there too. 
And so it's really good that we're talking about it because this kind of helps to, like, flush a lot of things out and give me more things to kind of think about and consider. And you asked the part about, you know, how we always say God is love. I agree with you. Like, we say things all the time. It's like, do we really, really know what it means? And mm-hmm. so for me, I went back to First Corinthians 13 and Chapter 4. And wherever it is, I mean, First Corinthians 13, sorry, Chapter 13, Verse 4, and everywhere it says love, I put the word God in it. So I said, you know, okay, it says God, it says love is patient, so it's God is patient, God is kind. You know, God does not envy, he doesn't boast, he's not proud. He does not dishonor others, he's not self-seeking, he's not easily angered. He doesn't keep a record of wrong. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. He always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And then verse 8 says, God never fails. It says love never fails. But, you know, so... What helps me when I think about you say well, God is love, that means he's all of these things. And the great thing about what we just talked about and what you ladies just shared, which was amazing, is that we have a choice to be all those things because we're made in his image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's so good, Janice, too. I was reminded by the Holy Spirit this week. I was listening to um, a song by Travis Green, and I don't remember the title of the song, but in the song, he like before he started singing, he did like a little prelude and he was giving a little bit of his testimony and, and, and in it, he said, you know, the song was about love. And he said, I was always looking for what, what God had already put inside of me. I was always out in the world looking for it. Something to that effect, basically paraphrasing, he was saying, you know, I was kind of like looking for love in all the wrong places when all I really had to do was, looking with inside myself because the spirit of God lives within me. And so mm-hmm. I am to be that exhibit, that demonstration of what true love really looks like. I don't have to go out to, you know, the mall and buy the nicest, newest pair of shoes to make people like me or love me. I don't have to be a five-star chef in my home if I can, you know, cook my family a, a warm meal. Like those kinds of things that we, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, especially as moms and as women, as wives, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that we have to earn the love of the people that we, we care for. But, but in, you know, these, the scriptures that you guys have all referenced and in our focus scripture tonight, like God's saying, no, that's, that's, not, that's not how it goes. Like love is a choice and you're choosing that love because I live with inside of you. And so you are to exhibit that love that I've already given you. You don't have to go look for love or for validation from um, things of the world. Just look to me. I, I have to jump in. You guys, man, this is so good. Someone said that a lot of things that we, I think it was you, Janice, a lot of things that we've been talking about have been about choice. Like peace is a choice, hope is a choice, love is a choice. And I'm realizing more and more since we've been having these conversations is that one of the most powerful tools that God gave us was the ability to make choices and to choose. That was one of the, the, the tool that got us in trouble <laughs> in the garden. Um, but we basically are making a choice between what God has already put inside of us and everything else. Like, are we going to choose what's already there or are we going to take that for granted and want to choose something else? And I look mm-hmm. at even like the story of Adam and Eve, 
It was a story about choice. Everything that they could have wanted was in the garden. And they already had life. Like, they weren't, they, they had everlasting life. They were already there. Everything that the, the serpent promised them, they already had. So it's about, like, when, are, when will we recognize that all the things that we're seeking, the love, the, the peace, all of that was already given to us, and all it takes is a choice to say, okay, I'm putting down all this other stuff that I've been trying to use to take the place of this thing, and I'm actually going to pick up the real thing. That's so good. So as you, as you were talking, Janice, or Dominique, I was thinking, like, what – what do you what do you guys think? What hinders us? What stops us from making the choice um, of picking up what's already inside of us? I think it's you know a lot of it. I know for me is you know I didn't know you don't I didn't know what I had. You know I wasn't aware of what was inside of me. And you know we talked about it. We touched on it a little bit in one of our earlier shows about like really knowing your birthright. And every time we keep talking about this, it makes me want to dig into it more and more. And, of course, a lot of, all of that's in the Word, right? God tells us what he promises us. And also when you spend time with him, he reveals things. So it just has me really even more motivated to sit here and just like, I don't know, come up. I'm going to write it out. Like, what's my birthright? Because that's what's holding me back from knowing what choices I can make and what's there. It's just the lack of knowledge of knowing it and then you know, which I know it for me, it's kind of like, I'm like, okay, I know I'm supposed to choose love now. What's next? How do I do it? You know, but we have help, right? You know, the Holy Spirit helps us and he shows us how to do it. But I think the first thing that holds it, cuts me back from all of those things is just the uh, being unaware that I have a right to those things. I think if I'm honest with uh, with you guys and completely transparent, the one thing that holds me back from really embracing um, love, loving, loving myself, loving others, loving God, all of that is being uncomfortable. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think for most of my life, I've just been searching for this place of being comfortable, like that everything is good and everything is great, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of coasting. And mm-hmm. what I realize, all yep. these choices that we've been talking about, peace, hope, love, there is a level of being uncomfortable that comes with each and every one of them. And especially with love, um, when you talk about love the way that that the scriptures do, there is a level of laying yourself out on the line. And Mm -hmm. and it might not feel so good. And I'm I'm reminded of in James uh, chapter 1, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because, and it's like, what? Consider it pure, pure joy when you face trials and what God's doing. <laughs> like, you know, you choosing hope and you choosing peace and you choosing love, there's going to come trials with those things. My husband always says love isn't love if it can't be taken advantage of. Like, it's not love. And it scares me. And sometimes I just want to be like, I don't even want to think about any type of relationship, friendship, anything. I want to be all by myself under a bed because I know that it does, it, it, it is a level of uncomfort that comes, or discomfort, I should say, that comes with all of these things. Even choosing peace, that means I have to every single day put down, you know, 
thinking about all, everything else. I've been doing that for 30 years. Like, what happens when I put this thing down? And so it's just this, discom- this fear of discomfort, this fear that, you know, oh, what if it doesn't work? It's just like this underlying uh, fear and worry about being comfortable and being comfortable in the sense that I know what's going to happen next. If I truly, if I'm honest, if I would truly give myself and make the choice and give myself the hope, peace, and love, who would I be? Because I've never done that before. And Mm -hmm. so for me it's just a little like, whoa. Like I'm actually, sadly to say, right now I think I'm more comfortable being all over the place because that's what I know and that's what I've been doing for all this time. So if I'm honest, that's exactly what's holding me back. Wow. Well, can you scoot over so I can get under the bed with you? Because I feel like <laughs> I just want, like, I'm listening to you and I'm slowly, like, climbing under the bed too, like, yeah. <laughs> that's so oh. funny. So I, I'm right there with the both of you. I think um, – Love definitely requires this level of um, vulnerability that does make you very uncomfortable. Um, But I think the thing that's so awesome about God and so awesome about the scripture is that God puts us in these um, places to make us uncomfortable so that we solely only have to rely and depend on him, right? So um, I was listening to this song this week. I feel like the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me through music all week long. And um, there's a song by an artist, a Christian artist. His name is C. West. And the song is called Unusual Love. And in the song, he talks about his love relationship with God and how it's an unusual kind of love because you can be in this place where you're in a love relationship with God, but you're also in a place of like pain and heartbreak and defeat and fear and anxiety. But, but wrapped up in all of that, God's like taking you through this process to be able to get to know him and to be able to uh, experience um, and know his un- his level of unconditional love. I really encourage you guys. I was just trying to, like, look up the lyrics, but it wasn't coming up for me. So I really encourage you guys to listen to the song because it is a, it, it just spoke so much to my spirit about, about the love relationship that we're in with God because it, it's so much like that. It's like, you know, you go through these hard things and these challenges and these experiences. You, you know that God is there. But you're kind of like, this hurts so much that can this really be God? Like, God, if you love me this much, why do I have to go through this much pain? And um, it's like you said, that that place where you're uncomfortable, it puts you in that um, that place of uncomfortability to, to, to really stretch you because I think God really wants us to, to know that, you know, in order to get through some of the things I put you through, you, you're going to have to walk with me and just, and deal. <laughs> I remember last or a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how love uh, is the foundation for all of it. You know, everything, all every choice we make hinges on this whole love thing. <laughs> and when I think about how God stretches us, sometimes through pain, um, sometimes through, you know, 
our patients or whatever, I think about how God stretches us. And this is the first time I've ever really thought about it. Like, he's building our capacity. He's building mm-hmm. our capacity to be able to accept and extend more love than we could the day before. And mm-hmm. um, by him stretching us, like, I think about Jesus. Like, I've never suffered like he did. But at the end of his suffering, he was able to extend a love that no one has yet been able to match. And I just think about God and what he's doing. And if we begin to realize that through every single ounce of pain, every single ounce of stretching, every single ounce of discomfort, God is like, all I'm doing is I'm stretching you to be able to receive and extend more love than you could yesterday. I'm stretching you in in, in in places where you've never been stretched before so you can extend and receive more love than you could last week. Like, you're going to be in a different place and be able to pour from a different cup um, and pour love that people hadn't seen from you before because if you let me stretch you here, if you let me Mm -hmm. grow you here, then I'm going to be able to use you to pour more love and you're going to be able to receive more love than you ever have before. And I'm like, I'm thinking of it all differently now. I'm like, oh, wow. Just, it's like, yeah, it hurts, but growth hurts. Growing pains hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why they're called growing pains. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. That's why they're called growing pains. But, you know, you're, you're so right about that. And I, I really wish I could pull up the lyrics for this song, to this song for you guys. I, I really want you guys to listen to it because, like, that's the thing that is so um, so awesome about God and, and so profound is that, you know, he, he will um, stretch you to your, to your max capacity or what you thought was your max capacity. He'll stretch you to the place where you think, like, okay, God, I can't take anymore. And then, you know, he drops something else. And then you're like, okay, no, God, for real can't take anymore and then he stretches you again like oh man that's so awesome that's so good that's so good so as we round out our discussion for love tonight I think we hit on a lot of key points about um what our points of reference uh for love should be and I think one of the big takeaways um that we talked about is you know what the scriptures say love should be so for this week's challenge uh, I'm going to put it out to all of you mamas listening that you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. And this is widely known as the love chapter. And so verse 4 starts, love is patient, love is kind. Instead of um, love, when you write the scripture out, instead of writing love is patient, love is kind, um, the first part of the activity is going to be God is patient, God is kind, God is not envious. So um, Janice gave us um, that she did this activity a, a while back. So wherever you see the word love, replace that with God and write it down. And then the second part of the activity is to um, rewrite the same scripture and wherever you see the word love, replace it with your name. And I think doing this helps us relearn um, what love should really look like from um, the capacity that God sees love and and the relationship that God desires for us um, to have with him and how we should uh, 
show love and, and give love toward one another. So um, that is this week's challenge activity. So write out 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, and the first go around, um, replace, the, replace the word love with God, and the second go around, replace the word love with your name. Learn how to love. You know, Ryan, um, I know we're about to close out, but I was thinking of one more layer possibly to the activity. You know how we were saying love, you know, replacing our name with love? I was thinking also, what if we um, say Dominique accepts patience, Dominique mm. accepts kindness? Because I think sometimes mm-hmm. we don't know how to accept love. And, mm-hmm. and God wants to extend his patience and his kindness mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, all of these things to us. We don't accept it. And so it's like we have to retrain ourselves and retrain our brains to accept love the right way. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's real good. Okay, so to recap, uh, this week's challenge activity is to uh, write out First Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. Um, you're going to do this three times. The first time, you're going to replace the word love with God. The second time, you're going to replace the word love with your name. And the third time, you're going to replace the word love with accept. As we round out tonight's discussion, Mr. Nice, would you please pray us out? I would, Ryan, but you know what? I was sitting here and I kept hearing the Holy Spirit say, Dominique, pray. Lord God, we just, first we just want to say thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, so much for every single time we come together, Lord God. You continue to teach us and to stretch us and to grow us and to, God, you're just so amazing, Lord God. And, Father God, I know that there are women that are listening. There are men that are listening. There are children that are listening, Lord God, and that they are getting a glimpse and a picture of what you have for them, Lord God. And, Father, to be able to talk about love to be able to share a word about love, Lord God, and to be able to do it in a way that breaks chains, Father, and so that people can accept love, Lord God, and so that people can understand love, Father God. It is an amazing blessing just to be here right now, God. So I just want to say thank you for everything you're doing. And, God, I pray, Lord God, for the person that's listening right now who hears this and says, how? Can I ever accept and give love after everything that I've been through? Lord God, I pray right now that you begin to touch their heart, Lord God, and heal all of the broken places, God, that that they've pushed down for years, Lord God. Heal all of the areas that have been broken by people's words or broken by people, people just being not loving, Lord God. And, Father, I pray that you begin to show them first what love looks like. Because, God, your word says, as Ryan read your word today, Lord God, it says that your love, you loved us, not because we loved you first. So, Father God, I pray for that individual that's struggling right now, that you, your love wraps around them, not because they know how to accept it, Lord God, and not because they know what to do with it, Father, but just because your word says that your love comes first 
first. And I thank you, God. I thank you for that promise that your love comes first, Lord God, that your love comes first, God, that we don't have to be good enough, Lord, that we don't have to be perfect enough, Lord God, that we don't have to get it all right, God, for you to love us, Lord God. You love us, Lord God, and you show us how to love you back, Lord God. I thank you, God, so much. I thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord God to talk about love because you are love and the more we understand love the more we understand you and the more we understand ourselves because we're made in your image lord god and you're love so we're love lord god and anything that doesn't look like love is actually counter to who we are so god i thank you for creating us in the image of love (laughs) wow You created us in the image of love, in your image. I thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.